If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. When we allow other people, especially your children, to know our full identity, we hand them the opportunity to extend grace and understanding when we do inevitably fall short. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. I honestly thought I would never share this, but when I kept revisiting it, I knew I wanted to record an episode and share this piece of my book with you because when you get my book and open the pages, you won't find these words on the inside. But I also want to remind you that sometimes the things we edit out, the things that get cut, the things that end up on the cutting room floor, they're not meant to be thrown away. Now, here's a little bit of context about why this chapter was cut from my book, and it was cut in the literal final hours of edits. So the book writing process is so long. Essentially, it's like two years from start to finish, at least in my experience. And I was doing my final round of edits with a tiny little baby Quinn on my chest, and I kept coming back to this chapter. Now, my editor, Carrie, she was rooting for it. She really liked it. And it had a story that I'm going to share with you today that is just so important to me. We really wanted to keep this story in the book, but we literally kept tweaking it and revising it and rewriting this chapter over and over and over again. And there was just something that felt off, even though we all loved the message of it and thought it was important. And I remember I literally voice texted my team and I said, you know what? I've got to follow my gut here. I feel like we just need to cut this. It's not needed. And let me explain why. But what was interesting is when I finally made that decision, we all kind of felt at peace with it. 
And I remember someone on my team sent me a voice memo and she applauded me. She said, this is the right call because part of this book's premise is that this idea of an enriched life leads to an abundant life. And we don't have to compartmentalize our life between good and bad or mother and CEO or this role and that role. If we can truly let integration happen in all aspects of all the hats that we wear, whether it's in parenting or relationships or work or play or all of the above, we can let the lessons learned in each area spill over and affect all of the other ones positively. I mean, I wrote an entire chapter about how we don't need to compartmentalize motherhood, and then we ended up compartmentalizing it into its own chapter. So we ended up cutting this chapter and we chose instead to integrate parts of my motherhood journey into the story all throughout the book. Because guess what? I'm a mom, but that's not all that I am. And that's not all anyone else is either. Motherhood is just a part of me, just as motherhood is a part of my book. It didn't need its own chapter in books or in life. Now, we also mentioned that a dude entrepreneur's book would never be asked nor expected to include its own chapter on fatherhood, but that might be a discussion for another day. So without further ado, let me read you what was chapter 12, because while it's on the cutting room floor and while it's not in the pages of my book, it still matters. Do you need a new show to add to your rotation? Please do not miss No Straight Path, hosted by Ashley Menzies Babatunde, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Ashley is shedding light on the stories behind the shiny resumes, social media highlights, and job titles, humanizing success from the millennial perspective. Featuring guests from all walks of life, No Straight Path aims to inspire conversations around the nuanced perspective of success. Ashley recently dug into the topic of fulfillment with Sabrina Merchant. If you've ever wanted to make a hard pivot and pursue something completely new and different in your life and career, you need to listen to that conversation. Listen to No Straight Path wherever you get your podcasts. Chapter 12, Balance is a Unicorn, How to Raise Up a Generation. Wherever you stand on Paw Patrol or Daniel Tiger, I can promise you this. Hang out with a preschooler for an hour and you'll catch on to a few new ways of the world. Whether you have children or not, there's something absolutely magical happening in their lives on a daily basis. The next generation is growing up to be the most curious, contemplative, questioning human beings, but the generations who came before them have a call to action that is no small feat. As people who raise them, whether as parents, as family, as teachers, as neighbors, or as friends, it is up to us to help give them the answers to the inevitable whys that they will ask, even if the response feels challenging. Their curiosity about why things are the way they are should challenge us as we dig deeper to do the thing that many of us desire, leave the world a better, more enriching, more welcoming place for all. For me, the magic of parenthood happened like they said it would. The baby grows from a crawling, drooling blob into a chatterbug toddler who understands every word you say and who can run circles around you, making a leap in what feels like a blink of an eye. She learned the ABCs. She learned not to touch the hot stove. She learned that yellow is the color of the sun. I watched her laugh at the trees. I watched her chase the wind. I watched her lap water from the dog bowl. And on one particular morning, I watched her learn how to love herself. 
When Coco was two, she became inordinately fascinated with cleaning up messes, likely thanks to her father, who happens to include neat freak into his list of personal descriptors. Vacuums, dusters, soap suds, she loved it all. Napkin, now she'd request at every meal. The world was her oyster, but it sure needed a spit shine. One morning, she awakes babbling. I slowly pad into her room, flip on the nursery light an inch closer to her crib. I whisper, hello, as I unzip her sleep sack. As she stretches her body long and inspects her growing limbs, her brow furrows. I watch her lick her finger and start furiously rubbing at a spot on her arm. Dirt, dirt, she says. But it's not dirt. It's a mole, barely that, more like a speck. A tiny brown dot on her pure toddler skin. A dot that the world might soon call a flaw. And my smile quickly fades as I realize that it's something that she wants gone. Baby, baby, what are you doing? I say, that's your special spot. That's what makes you you. I show her my own mole on my arm. See, I have one too. I wait for her to take it in to understand the beauty of our unique bodies and our perfect design. Instead, she reaches up for me to get her out of her crib, ready to greet the day with oatmeal and mayhem. So much for a teachable moment, I think. Maybe when she's older? But the next day, as I awake to the same scene, the babbling, the light, the whispered good morning, the sleep sack, and this time I watch in awe as she blinks her eyes and sees again her tiny mole. Today, she doesn't try to rub it off. She gives it a kiss. I learn from Coco every single day, and I learn how to learn from her too. I learn that the way that we think about ourselves matters, and I learn that we can choose a new thought at any time. We can learn to kiss what we want to destroy, embrace what we want to remove. We can learn to bask in gratitude at the things we want to make clean, wipe away, sweep under. We can crave sleep in the most animal of ways. We can learn to stare wide-eyed at something we've never seen before. We can want more space for ourselves, more time to ourselves, more control over our days, and we can chuck it all out of the window for a piggyback ride around the kitchen floor. We can learn to love it all. Every morning for many, many weeks, Coco kissed that special spot on her arm, and then she'd find my own arm's special spot and pucker her lips to kiss it too. That small act, that gorgeous offering, how could I not feel a little bit more loved in that moment? It changed me in every sense of the word. What a beautiful illustration of how capable of change we are, of how deep messaging can go when you hear it from someone you trust and how our differences make us special. The next generation's resilience, their curiosity, their passion, their eagerness to learn, it's contagious, isn't it? Humans micro evolve like this on purpose. Learning is written into our genetic code. We always learn, even if we're not always so perfect at it, from the people that have come before us by their attempts, their successes and their failures, perhaps most of all. And the best part is that the next generation's learning has already been making an impact and that impact is arriving just in time. They're already hard at work stepping into their activism, their gifts, their passion to tend to the world's long hurting wounds, to entertain in unique ways, to inspire us to be fully ourselves, even if it's scary. Their bravery to be their unique selves is astounding. Their creativity for showing up for our planet is relentless as it needs to be. 
I'm constantly catching my breath as I run alongside a marathon of powerful young people who are going to, without a shred of doubt in my mind, do the work to fix what we and those that came before us simply could not or would not. Truth is, we have been short-sighted in our approach to, well, existing on this planet our ways of sharing it and taking care of it and each other. And the next generation will make their own mistakes just as we have. But I am hopeful that we're also getting better at recognizing them and correcting our path because we now know there is much work in this world that has a deadline. You can't put a pin in climate change. You can't press pause on hunger. You can't ask people to wait a little longer for safety, homes, and basic needs. Just as a toddler is relentless in their pursuit to understand why, now more than ever, we could all use a little reminder that it's okay to ask why a few more times before we draw our own conclusions, ones that might stick with us for a while. Because as much as we wish and believe or try to change as fact, our perspective alone will always be limited. So where do we begin in the uncovering of it all? I once heard this idea that we should all be led by a woman one generation ahead of us, and we should all be leading a woman one generation behind us. Lead is, of course, a term that needs context, and that part is up to you. Maybe you want to translate that as learn from. Maybe you translate that as model after and for. Maybe you want to write your own definition. Either way, I love seeing it as an opportunity to create connections to people who won't play the role of peer ever. Those relationships challenge me and influence me, keeping me on my toes and expanding my perspective as they open up and share their own. A perspective I'd likely never be able to have simply by waiting for it on my own. If you're realizing there's a gap on either or both ends of that idea, it might be time for you to invite fresh influences in your life. Enrich the age diversity of your relationships. Trust me, I don't think you'll regret it. If you have children in your world, consider the fact that no matter your involvement, you are making an impact on their life, great or small. What does that look like for you? Let's imagine what it might really look like to expand that limited perspective on purpose actively rather than passively. If you're their primary person, that doesn't mean you have to be their only person. Consider specific ways that you can step outside of the bubble of your own home and routine and invite people of influence into your lives. Sometimes it's easier to start with meditating on the moments from your own life to learn how you can play a role in making a child's life better. Begin with your own formative years puzzle pieces and look for the holes. What are those experiences you wished you could have had as a child? Perhaps the lessons you could have hoped to learn much sooner. Who are the kinds of people, cultures, and ideas you wished you had been exposed to? How can you have the hard conversations you missed out on or introduce a child to mentors who can expand their understanding while also expanding your own? You won't be able to cover every single base, no human can, but you can make an effort because it will all be noticed and embraced by your child eventually. In my own home, I want my children to learn from the great wisdom of my friends who are child-free by choice or circumstance because after all, in the words of Glennon Doyle, they're the only ones sane and well-rested enough to have any real insight. I want Coco and her entire generation to have a wide interconnected web of people, people of trust, people who feel like home whenever they feel they need one, people who inspire simply through how they show up in the world. 
And I want to hear her heart's relentless warrior and soul's long abiding friend because I've been trusted with stories from my friends without their mothers that make me shake with gratitude for this position I am in. My friends who long to be mothers, my friends who lost their mothers, my friends who felt they never really had one. Story by story, they've helped me understand more than I ever thought I could. They've shared what they see when they look at me and Coco and how much they want me to know the treasure I have in being her mom. Getting the chance to be a mother only becomes more profound to me. Lucky doesn't even begin to cut it. My gratitude gets thicker and heavier with each story given to me and with more understanding of my own. In being present for Coco right here and now, and for however long I get to be with her, I am getting to have a relationship that isn't everyone else's story, experience, or situation. With customer expectations at an all-time high, showing customer appreciation is more important than ever. From special discounts to customer gifts, there are a million ways to show customer love. But the one way you will always win is showing them you value their time. From the moment they engage, make things easy, like food delivered to your door without leaving the couch easy. HubSpot's intuitive payment tools are just one of the ways that you can help your customers have a painless purchase experience. With full access to payment data, your team gets the full customer story, meaning they can provide the best possible service. And with directly embedded payment links, your customers can seamlessly purchase and pay from emails, live chats, and more. Learn more about how HubSpot can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home, and thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. That's why I want to scoop up every moment I get to be an integral part of her life, an unwavering member of her support system, a constant wall of stability she can lean on whenever she is weary. I want her world to be big and open and vast, her community diverse and vivid, and I want to be a part of it forever. It's the same bigness, this expansiveness that I want for all of my children and all of our children. I want an integrated, engaged community surrounding her, full of women and families from all walks. 
mothers, sisters, grandmothers, aunties, neighbors, best friends, full on present wherever we are with whomever we are alongside. And I want that expansiveness to extend far past the idea of who shows up in Coco's life and into how they show up at all. In fact, I don't just want that expansiveness for Coco. I also want it for the growing baby that as I type these words in this very moment is kicking in my belly, ready to greet the world so soon. The moment Drew and I announced this happy whirlwind pregnancy, the well-meaning advice and cautionary tales began to trickle in. Here comes the juggle. Two is a whole new ball game. One is one, two is 20. Don't worry, you'll find your balance. But I couldn't help but wonder, balance? That's not what I'm after. I don't want balance. I want blend. I want integration. Balance is a unicorn. It's a pretty popular buzzword out there these days, but let's face it, it's elusive as hell. I believe the power comes when we integrate and show up as our whole selves, which means I'm going to be the working mom or the mom who works at any given point of the day. I'm also going to be the wife, the daughter, the sister, and the friend. And let's be honest, if Drew's not around, I'll be the mediocre chef and the lullaby rock star. Like your life, the roles in mine are many, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. I don't need my career choices to be at the center of my child's universe, and I don't need my children to be the shining stars of my work. When Coco was a baby, I hid the fact that I worked. As I navigated out of my maternity leave, my first real departure from my business in years and into this juggling of being a working mom, I struggled in how to let both parts of me exist. For some reason, I never wanted her to see her mama staring into a screen without her understanding that I was doing work. I worried that her tiny baby eyes would judge me for choosing work over counting her eyelashes. Let's be honest, our culture these days has a lot of opinions on screen time. And the last thing I wanted my baby girl to see was me missing moments with her because of a scrolling screen in front of my face, even if I really was just trying to answer that important email. After a while, though, I realized I am doing her a disservice when I don't show her the many roles her mother plays, the same roles that afford us the time we do get to spend together. In fact, I love the work I do, and I also love motherhood. But if I kept compartmentalizing them and separating them, I'd risk never getting the opportunity to celebrate the work that makes this life possible and vice versa. We hide parts of ourselves every day. How many times do we attempt to separate one role from another? Have you ever found yourself glossing over the details when your family asks you about work? Ever tried to downplay the pride you have in your kids when you're at drinks with colleagues? Or maybe you find yourself cleaning out your parents' attic and you stumble upon triathlon medals, old journals, or corporate awards in the attic, relics of past lives your parents left behind that signaled parts of them that you had never seen or known at all. I often wonder if we're frazzled and stressed and frenetic, not because we're juggling multiple roles, but because we were never intended to compartmentalize all of those roles in the first place. It's like we're shape-shifting moment by moment, pulling various parts of our persona out of those tiny little apothecary drawers that hold the bits and pieces of ourselves. We tuck small fragments of a full life into perfectly sized dividers and we shut the drawer so no one can see all of us at once. We keep everything in its proper place because God forbid we tip the drawer over and get all the things mixed up. 
What if we show up at work displaying our nurturing side, or we let our incredible project management skills spill into our home, or we allow our kids to see the deepest desires of our hearts, the dream that we want to sail the Aegean seas or start the nonprofit or design a product line. Here's what would happen. We would strengthen each and every one of those relationships because we approach them in the fullness, letting them glimpse our full identity, not just the pieces of it. As they grow up, we'd bring them our emotions, our values, our beliefs, our transformations. We'd bring them our doubts. We'd bring them our dilemmas. Our kids would know us and we would know our kids. We would show up fully at the dinner table, the ball field, the playground. We would allow them and invite them to do the same. When you show up and come as you are in confidence, you're avoiding a constant tornado of doubt. You'll still find yourself asking yourself, did I spend enough time with my kids today? Or did I appear super distracted in that conference call? But you're no longer taking precious nanoseconds to switch mental processes back and forth from roll to roll to check yourself to decide whether or not you're wearing the right hat at any given hour. Instead, you are moving forward with the understanding that you are right where you need to be. You are in the right place at the right time, and you can live in the moment at hand because you're allowing yourself to harness all of the energy within you from your whole self, not just one segment of it. The added benefit, when we allow other people, especially your children, to know our full identity, we hand them the opportunity to extend grace and understanding when we do inevitably fall short. Showing up fully means getting really honest about what's going on behind the scenes. It means explaining to your nephew that you've got a mega presentation due next week and you can't make his tennis match. It means asking your boss if you can rejig a few deadlines when your daughter is homesick with the flu. It means asking your spouse for more support on a particularly busy work week or reaching out to a colleague for advice on sleep training your baby. Listen, Mom guilt is real. Being a working parent means that sacrifice will hit and sometimes it will hurt. Some of us are required to live a life that includes the and, being a parent and having a career. And for those of us, we'll undoubtedly be forced to make decisions that won't always feel easy, whether we jet set to that work conference and risk missing school conferences or that interview lands on the same day as the big dance recital. Part of the process is trusting yourself to make the best decisions you can and through the scope which requires your focus. Trusting yourself means you leave the guilt at the door. Trusting yourself means you refuse to compartmentalize your life based on the role you play most often. It might even mean you will need to reject labeling your entire set of gifts as a single identity. For me, it means showing up to the work event with spit up on my sleeve and introducing myself not as Jenna, the CEO or Jenna, the mom, but as Jenna, the human being with human limitations who is fully here in whatever capacity this calls for right now. Yes, it takes more breath to say, but you could never mistake the humanity in it for a second. It's a demanding process, this whole relearning how to be in the world thing. But think about it in the context of why nearly all kids love a good game of hide and seek. It's a come as you are all out giggle fest of seeking and being found. They're natural explorers on a quest to find all the missing pieces to put the group back together again. Even those exceptional at hiding eventually come out and the game is won by the seeker. 
A child's curiosity to uncover what's been hidden beckons you and me toward wholeness, to breaking down our tunnel vision and seeing the whole picture, to looking in the mirror and seeing ourselves for who we truly are. They're going to be asking us to come out of hiding, begging us to show up as our real, full, and wild selves. And they're forever attempting to do the same for themselves and the ones they will raise and mentor and care for. Having our children, hell, having the world see and celebrate our full selves and the many facets of us gives them an invitation to be more than one thing. I now celebrate the work I do with Coco in earshot, filling her in on the ins and outs of my day, my own highs and lows, the accomplishments I'm proud of or the failures I'm learning from. Not only does this practice let her into another side of my life, but it invites her to imagine what she will be passionate about today, tomorrow, and every day after. Integration beats balance because integration is actually possible. Integration is human. It's a mandatory part of transformation. When I want to change something in my life, other things will be affected. Just like we learn at a Las Vegas buffet, not everything can fit on a plate. So when I'm adjusting to something new, bringing in a new project, working on a relationship, building a new skill or habit, I have to figure out how I want to integrate it into my life. Integration is hands-on and can still be a lot of work, but it is much easier to show myself and my daughter what this looks like in real life. I mean, sit with the word balance for a second. The images that come to my head are precision, leveling things out perfectly, and feats reserved for a Cirque du Soleil show. A balancing act will drain your muscles, your mind, and your will. Life isn't supposed to be balanced because the work that requires is basically inhumane. You're trying to juggle some things that might need to be set down instead. You're trying to keep everything green-lighted, running at full speed ahead, but you're just one person. Even with help, there's only so much you are able to accomplish in a week, a month, a year. We have to break down our own expectations to keep up the balancing act. There's a reason they call it an act. Think of the difference between balance and integration as reframing the definition of your bandwidth, your capability and your boundaries honoring each other, the muscles of your joy, determining the limits of what you can produce and support and what pushes you beyond those boundaries into the balancing act is like what integration really looks like for you. As I humbly, sometimes anxiously baby stepped into motherhood, I took my own integration process day by day, and I still do as I continue to grow. Whenever an opportunity or a need comes my way, I think about what it will look like to integrate it into my life. What would have to change? Would I lose anything more valuable to me than that new thing? And when Coco changes or my family has a new need for me, I think about what I need to shift in my work. This takes time, month over month, year over year. Many of us come apart in the trials and transition into motherhood or really any major identity shift, but that's the beauty of the process. We get to come back to wholeness together, modeling the way forward with our kids in tow. By connecting with our children and allowing them to connect with us, not as an extension of ourselves, but as fellow humans who can model exciting new ideas, we both become better. We get more from life and we get more from each other.
Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income, and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now we host year after year, and it's been a fantastic side hustle. Not to brag, but we've also been crowned Airbnb Superhost several times, so we are really killing the game. It's about having spaces we can enjoy as a family while creating memorable experiences for our guests, and it helps that we earn a little extra cash on the side. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I want to learn from my kids as much as they learn from me. I want their hands in mine as we fly to Fiji for a work event. I want to bounce them on my hip as I wave hello on a live webinar. I want them weaving between my legs on set as I pose for a photo shoot. My work life and my home life were never going to be separate. No one ever really accomplishes this, even if we try to keep them as far apart as possible. They are connected because all of it is our life. I don't exit one soul and enter another when I go from work to mom to hanging out with friends to meditating. It is all me. And my kids, my community, the people who are in my life are witnessing it, even if they're not there for every single dimension of it. And I want them to. I need them to. I want my kids to see the space their mother fills until they grow big enough to take up their own. I want my kids to hear the truth their mother speaks until they grow loud enough to tell their own. I want my community that I am knitted into to bear witness to the fullness of who I am, including all those parts of my life that somehow fit together, albeit awkwardly at first sometimes, because they're all a part of my total. They're all the numbers before the equal sign. I am the sum on the other side. That's what I choose for my life. What do you choose for yours? I'll be honest, it can feel chaotic on some days, this integration, this blend of all of ourselves, of mother and wife, of woman and leader, of educator and secret keeper, of apple slicer and bedtime whisperer, of daughter and friend. There are times it feels impossible. There are moments more dirt than divine. But if Coco taught me anything, it's this. I can wish it away or I can offer it a kiss. 
Well, my friends, there you have it. The full chapter I cut from my book. While this chapter is not inside of the book, there are so many good ones awaiting you. I cannot wait for you to get your hands on this book. If you head to howareyoureallybook.com, that's howareyoureallybook.com, you can check out my new book that I am so very proud of. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.